ball hinge. Uh, meet me. <laughs> What's meet? All of the dating apps. Meet me is, is M- so weird. E E T or M E A T? It's oh. not M E A T. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why would it be me? <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> Can they What's have an app me? called Meet Me like that? <laughs> I feel like the vegans would like riot. Welcome to Wisish Women, where we delve into life experiences, mistakes, insecurities, and learn more about the LGBTQ community in hopes of becoming wisish. I'm your host, Sonia. I'm Anna. And I'm Gabby. Today is a very exciting episode because we have a special guest on the podcast. But before we introduce our guest and our segment, let's introduce the topic of the episode. A lot has happened within the past couple of months in America, along with COVID, the unsettling injustice within the Black community, and major Supreme Court rulings. One of these rulings favored that federal laws protect LGBTQ plus workers from discrimination. The perfect ruling to end Pride Month, which was this past June. If you didn't know, LGBTQ plus is an acronym for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer or questioning. These terms are used to describe a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. The plus sign is used in the acronym to include all the other identities that fall under the umbrella of LGBTQ plus that aren't recognized in the acronym. The reason why we wanted to talk about the LGBTQ plus community is because just like we need to learn to be allies for the black community in America, the same goes with the LGBTQ plus community. The LGBTQ plus community is often faced with discrimination, harassment, and injustice in this country. It is something we all need to learn, and sometimes that means asking questions in which we all feel embarrassed about. However, like we said from day one of the podcast, this is a free open space for anyone and everyone, as long as you are coming from a place of love, kindness, and curiosity. Hence, we have a special guest on this podcast, and she is going to talk about her experience, answer our questions, and tell us what she hopes people can learn about the community. Disclaimer, her experience do not allude to everyone's experience who identifies themselves as part of the LGBTQ plus community. This is her experience, things she has gone through, and how she feels about her surroundings. We wanted to cover this topic and interview our guests to see how we, the ladies of Wisish Woman, can work towards becoming wiser about the LGBTQ plus community. We hope and encourage you all to do your research on your own to learn more about how to be an ally alongside the LGBTQ plus community. Let's get started. going to start off with Resident Youngin. This is a segment where we contact the younger generation and talk to them about their perspective on the topic. A small disclaimer, when we're referring to the words the community, we are referring to the LGBTQ plus community. And we have a special, special guest. She is an amazing human being, just 
full of love and sunshine and just a wonderful human being. The one, the only, Cassandra Sophia Martinez. <laughs> Hello. This is Cassandra Sophia Martinez. How are you? I'm so good. I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> we love you. We love you. <laughs> we have a Cassandra Sophia Martinez fan club just dedicated to you because you're such a sweet, sweet human being. And we wanted to do this interview for us to learn more about you and the community. And like we said in the beginning, your experience doesn't mean everyone's experience, but we hope to gain something from this conversation. Before we get started, I wanted to do a little practice. I feel like it should be something we should do commonly. We should start by identifying ourselves, um, identifying our sexual orientation and gender identity. I didn't want Cassandra to just do it by herself. I think it's something that we all should do. And yeah, I'm going to start. My name is Sonia Islam. I identify as straight. And I... What are your pronouns? Oh, and my pronouns. Sorry. I was like, what was my other part? (laughs) And my pronouns are she, her, and hers. So my name is Anna. I identify as a cisgender female, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Hi, I'm Gabby. I'm also a cisgender female, and my pronouns are also her, her, and hers. And we've saved the best for last. Cassandra! (laughs) Hi, my name is Cassandra Sofia Martinez, and I'm a cisgendered female. Pronouns are her, her, her. <laughs> she, her, hers, and um, and I identify as a lesbian. Oh, we love it. We love Thank it. You. <laughs> so, Cassandra, do you mind opening up about when you first came out of the closet and realized that you were lesbian and that whole story? so um I first came out as bisexual to my friends and not to my family when I was 14 years old um in fact a little side note do you guys know Jenna Marbles yeah okay amazing queen so back in like 2012 2013 she came out with a video about girl crushes and she was like it's totally normal to have a crush on a girl and I was like yo for real and um and so I started like actually like thinking about because I grew up in my parents are very like open and and accepting but I grew up in a very heteronormative and I think everybody did um a very heteronormative environment where you grow up and they're like you're gonna marry a man you're gonna have children you're gonna grow old and that's how it is and so Jenna Marble saying that the very first time it's normal to have crushes on a girls even crushes on girls even if um even if you're straight I was like oh well I'm straight and I see girls sometimes and I'm like wow I'm in love with you (laughs) 
so then I started like thinking about it and thinking about it and then I realized just how many girls that I would die for and I was like this isn't this isn't the average amount I don't think (laughs) so so then um so then I just started like thinking about it to myself and I think the tipping point was I saw a picture of Mila Kunis and I was like I'm gay (laughs) so I was 14 when I came to terms with those and um the first person I ever told was my best friend and at the same time she had been going through her own identity crisis and I had no idea so I sent her a text and I was like I think I like girls and she was like yo me too oh Oh my gosh (laughs) so I identified as bisexual for one full calendar year January to January Mm -hmm. almost to the day it was magical there's a lot of like self-reflecting involved in when you're coming to terms with your sexuality and so um I kept thinking about the ways that I would because I had crushes on men but they were crushed like they weren't like like the way that I felt about men and the way I felt about women were always stark contrast like I would see a man and I'd be like I want to be like buddies with him but then I would see a woman and I'd be like I could marry her you know so it was it was very different the way that I was attracted to both quote unquote and um so then I started testing out like maybe I'm not bisexual maybe I'm a lesbian and then so ever since then I've identified with that and I still see men that are very attractive and I'm like what if we run away together but (laughs) I still identify with lesbian for the time being sexuality is fluid was it hard for you to make that transition from bi to lesbian? I don't think it was hard. Um, it was just something that I had to come to terms with, you know? It was just, okay, so this is what we're doing now. Did your friend and you kind of have these conversations together to, like, I, I know you said that you identified as bisexual for a year. Was it the sa- at the same time when you're friend was going through her own clarity or did you know what I mean like was that transition from bi to lesbian for you um helpful by having your friend there so it's always helpful to have friends around you Mm -hmm. going through experiences together with you because that's how the world goes around um but I she came she was she transitioned from her bisexuality to her lesbianism earlier than I did. It took her like a month before she was like, no, I don't like men. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it was really quick for her. But for me, it was more of like a... A slower process. Yeah. That happens. A slower process, yeah. <laughs> I think it goes to show that it truly is everyone's own personal experience everyone deals with it within the, within their own time frame too and ha- i don't obviously you don't have to but i'm wondering if you ever came out to your family i did like when i was coming to terms with being a lesbian i was like okay so i don't think i can hide this from my family anymore because i don't even like men a little bit at this point so, because you can kind of hide it if you're bisexual. You can be like, yeah, I love men. Right. Johnny Depp, hello. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, I should 
probably tell my family. And um, so I told my dad on the way to school one day, and I just said, do you know how boys exist? And he said, yeah. And I said, I don't like that. (laughs) 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 And then I kind of, I clarified it. I clarified it, and I was like, I don't think I like boys at all. And he was like, oh, well, you you can just, like, you can always give them a chance or whatever. I had been going through this, like, mental battle for a year at that point. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, okay. And that was kind of the end of that discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I just kind of kept it to myself. And then one day I was going through some drama with a friend. And... I'll just tell you the drama. Exposure. Exposure. <laughs> so she had a boyfriend at that point, and me and her were best friends. And then, um, and then we weren't anymore. Um, and as we were, as we were transitioning out of being best friends, she um, she got kind of mean to me, I guess. And there was one day where she she sent me a message. I had. I was also friends with her boyfriend. I was friends with both of them. And um, I was making jokes with her boyfriend about, like, we should get matching tattoos. And um, she sent me a message one day. And she was like, get off of Jonathan's dick. Oh, shit. I probably wasn't supposed to say his name. No. Well, <laughs> don't worry. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's out there. She said, uh, get off of Jonathan's dick. And I was like, oh, Okay. And then she was like, you're not getting matching tattoos with him. And that was the end of the conversation. And I was like, okay, weird. Okay. Yeah, that's a little strange. Yeah, especially weird. since we were best friends at the point. She knew everything about me. She knew I, I liked girls. She knew I wasn't mm-hmm. interested in her boyfriend at all. And I think that's why she was friends with me, because I wasn't oh. interested in her boyfriend. So I was complaining about these situations to my mom, and I was just like, I just blurted out, I'm gay. And then she just kind of just, she. I think that was the first time she ever heard me say that. And so I guess that's when I came out to my mom. <laughs> Did they ever ask you, like, any follow-up questions? Uh, no. They're, they no. were always really, like, open and accepting of the LGBT community. And before I even came out to them, my mom would always tell me, like, I don't understand how some people can disown their children for being gay. Like, I could never do that. So maybe she suspected that I was gay. And that's why she was saying that to just kind of drop some hints. Yeah. Damn, what a good mom. Were you in middle school when you came out or high school? I was in high school. I was 14 and I came out when I was 15. How was that experience? Like, did anyone give you any troubles or problems with it? No, I mean, I lived in Miami. I still do. So um, every, it's like a really diverse um, community. And so if people didn't like me for it, they had, the, they had the decency to talk about it behind my back and not bother me <laughs> to my face. <laughs> okay, I guess that's a little better. <laughs> Would you want to confront them in high school if they didn't say it behind your back, but they said it in front of your face? Do you think you would have the power to say not the power to say something but would you want to say something to them to like correct their disbelief um I don't think that 
I had the guts to do that in high school because I was kind of puny and I still am. But um, yeah, people just say things and I'm like, okay, if you don't like me, you don't have to be part of my life. And that's right. how it is. I don't want to be part of your life if you don't like me. <laughs> right. Did you notice a difference in the way people treated you? Like you said, like maybe they didn't say it to your face, but you know, you could always feel, you can always feel a vibe or their aura, especially. Not really. I could sense sometimes when people were uncomfortable, but it, everybody was gay. <laughs> <laughs> Just growing up in Miami, everybody, maybe that's not true. Maybe I just went to a really gay school. (laughs) But a lot of people were were coming out and and they were all accepted and they were the friends, the, 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 Mm -hmm. the, what's it called? They were the popular kids. Really? Yeah. Wow. The tables have turned. (laughs) Yeah. We've made very big strides, like from where I've experienced because I've only been in Miami we've we've progressed really really good here (laughs) in terms of acceptance and but we still have a long way to go of course yeah yeah Yeah, because even though Miami's is such a diverse community I feel like there's always you know that group of like very religious people or just like people who are a little more close-minded and they don't approach it with the most grace so I feel like that could also I mean going back to the family thing I feel like that's what would always like worry me regarding other people like I was like wondering how my friends who were gay or lesbian would go back to their families or like during Thanksgiving how would they approach their uncles and aunts that didn't understand what that really meant did you have any difficulty with that, like, in big family events? I don't bring it up that much. Um, so I don't think my extended family knows anything about it. My grandma sure doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes she makes makes cute little remarks about, I, I don't care if you're homosexual, but don't do that in front of me. So, like, about other people. Yeah. Just, like, a hypothetical situation. Right. She makes those remarks, and I'm like, okay great <laughs> but yeah. I don't think anybody ever comes out to their grandparents because they'll, they'll die the, the, yeah the generation really is very <laughs> I have a que- and this is a really honest question and you can come out you can come at any of us any of your friends is ha- have we ever said something or have you heard anyone say anything that you want to correct about the LGBTQ plus community that they'll say something and you're like, no, like you need to be quiet. Like shut your face right now. Yeah. Yeah. Please call us out. Like even on Twitter, something that you can relate to that you've heard or someone else heard that you want to just dispel right now. That is such a loaded question. <laughs> Take we'll it give you time. We'll <laughs> yeah. give you time. We have all the time in the world. You actually, I would, I mean, I'll give you time to think about, but uh, I you. actually had the, this moment with somebody at a family gathering recently, and he had said the F word, but in Spanish, which we all know, which, which, it starts with an M in Spanish. 
I don't want to say it because I don't want to be part of that, but can we all Thank agree? You. We know, we know what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, he had said it and I was like, well, don't you think that's offensive? Like, why are you saying that? He was just like, oh, well, like Cubans say it and it's not like, they don't necessarily mean it like that. And it's like, well, you're not Cuban though. You're Mexican. Yeah, relax. Don't put us in there. <laughs> we don't say that. That is offensive in our culture. That right, is but, but I have heard people say it just like, kind of like in, as a, and then it's in not during term, Venezuelans do say it a lot. Right. Say it like, just like, hey, like, like, like when you call your friend, like, hey, bitch, like they do that. <laughs> yeah. with that word. Right. And exactly. Talking to me and to my community as Cubans, because that word is not okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've heard that or if you would like to tell the Hispanics that that's not okay. I don't mm-hmm. know how you feel about it. No, well, I explained to this man he had just survived cancer and so you know i had to take it slow i had to take it real low you know really <laughs> really really subtle i had it i couldn't come at him a hundred percent you know but i was like i mean you're here today and i want you to take on a new way <laughs> you know what i mean of course um he survived was, so that you could help him right i mean i don't want to say that but we're here today that's all that matters and i'm mm-hmm. i'm here to have this discussion with with this person and so i was just saying like look if you look back at the history of the word like it's only used to oppress the people who who are in that community who define as whatever you know mm-hmm. and for you you saying it so liberally and lightly it's not it doesn't make it better just because you don't mean it in that way and I was like, it's a little bit different than race, but it kind of has the same tone as you, when it comes with, from, from an oppressor, you know what I mean? Like, right. only there to demean people. So you, why would you want to use that kind of language? And that's all, that's basically all I said. I didn't say anything else, um, but I was just like, I'm gonna call you out next time you do come around me. Just know I'm the one who's going to come at you. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I feel like. That's our job. We're supposed to be yeah. the ones to call it out because I'm. I'm sure you get tired of it, or like people like you, like people, members of the LGBT community, get tired of saying like. Right, so. and I think we also come from a, a, a place of privilege, being cisgender females. Like mm-hmm. we do, we do. Uh, kind of benefit from our privilege like someone might listen to me and not might not listen to Cassandra because she's lesbian yeah so it's definitely part of our allyship to do that whenever and with whoever comes at Mm -hmm. the LGBTQ plus community yeah point blank period yeah so definitely it would help a lot if you guys hear something like that to to you know nip it in the bud and educate as many people as possible because it does get tiring it does there was there's was one instance um when i was 16 i think um in high school i cut all my hair off and i fully submerged myself into the gay so i was like i'm gonna cut off all my hair i'm gonna dye it blue it's gonna be a great day 
and it was it was peak um and this this one girl i showed up to my i showed up to my ap us history class because i took ap us history i got a one on the exam don't think that i know anything about history oh. i got a one <laughs> Ooh, she still took it though. Okay. I mean, it's all it's all whitewashed, so it's kind of good that she didn't exactly. get it. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was in class and this girl um complimented my hair. She was like, "You look so good," and I was like, "Thank you so much. <laughs> it means so much for me that you said that." And then someone was like, "You look like a dyke," and I was like, "Okay, thank you." And then someone came up to, to that person and was like, please don't like say that. That's really offensive. That's an offensive term. And I was just kind of like, I shut down. I didn't know what to say. So I just kind of exited the conversation. But this girl was like, no, it's, it's, I'm not using it to be offensive. I'm just using it in a, like, you look like a dyke. Like, you look, you look like that. And I was like, okay, what do I do with this information? Yeah, exactly. And she was like, she was like, yeah, sometimes I look like a dyke. Like, it's, you know, it's like that. <laughs> so right. I guess she was thinking that, like, that word encompassed that style of, like, mm. I guess, butch lesbianism, where you dress in flannel, you dress with short hair, you know. But she took that word and kind of defined that whole style instead of yeah, exactly. saying, Very you look so butch or something. I definitely, I, I think, I, I don't think I've ever said that to somebody, but I used to use that word because I used to think like this person who was like, oh, yes. it's kind of like a, a way to uh, label somebody who dresses a certain kind of way. Yes. Which to me, definitely. I didn't think, back then, I didn't think it was offensive. And honestly, till to this day, I don't really know how, why it's offensive. And so if you could tell us why that word is offensive so it was it's used basically to oppress lesbians like point blank that's that's the that's the way the word is used um it's not as terrible as the f word of course the f word was used in like violence and names of violence and Mm -hmm. it's unspeakable you shouldn't say it (laughs) but um you also, if you don't identify as a lesbian, you shouldn't say that word. You're not going to get beat up for it if you say it. It's just, it, it's it just disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's not nice. <laughs> and it's also relating, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's like relating everything in terms of a man. You get me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. Obviously, you're a woman and you identify as such so why do you have to be in terms of a man why do you have to identify yourself as like oh i'm a manly girl no Mm. like you just dress a certain way you just act a different way as like i guess the quote-unquote feminine typical female you know what i mean which is like nowadays no one really acts like that anymore you can't really say that there's a typical female it just doesn't it really puts women into a box that is very unfair to everybody 
and especially unfair to the LGBTQ community because they have also been persecuted for that for such a long time. That was very um, wise. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> As you know, here at Wise Issue Woman. <laughs> but what I was super curious about was, I know we all have like problems with guys and socializing with men just in general. So I was wondering if you also have those problems. I imagine that like, it's hard for you to see like who's a lesbian, who isn't because you don't have like those labels stamped on your forehead. So I was wondering yeah. if that's difficult for you to find like just out in public. Definitely. I see anyone with short, colorful hair and immediately am like, are they, are they gay? <laughs> and that's that's like like a siren to me and I think that's why I did it because I was like I want people to be able to identify me as what I am yeah and there's this stereotype within uh, the lesbian community where if you like the way that lesbians flirt is just a blank stare and then the ball's in your court <laughs> wow. that's how you flirt <laughs> Oh my god. That's like, I don't know, that's like <laughs> basic woman flirting. I don't know what's going on. I mean, but then, we're like, if I stare at you, you better be into me. <laughs> because it's two women, it's just like bouncing back and forth of just staring, and you don't talk right. at all. Right. And oh. I thought that was funny. I think that's funny. I think Have that you done that? Have you caught yourself doing that with somebody? Yes. Or? Yes. Definitely. I'll match with someone on on Bumble or Tinder or something, and I'll be like, that's my move. Your turn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. We matched. <laughs> that means it's, it's mutual. It's mutual. That right. one is a little less inconspicuous, you know? <laughs> but I'm guessing, like, well, obviously, we can't really do anything right now. Thank you. Deadly virus. <laughs> but, like... I'm thinking about like going to bars and stuff like that, like face to face. I always wonder, like, I guess for the people that don't look like when they don't dye their hair or anything like that, <laughs> or women who are, I don't know. I, I literally, ha I genuinely have no idea because it's difficult for me to go up to a guy and be like, hey, are you not gay? Please don't be gay because <laughs> you're gorgeous. So I'm just wondering, like, oof, I can just imagine that that must be so difficult. <laughs> but I think that's why there's, like, uh, gay bars or, like, and so I think maybe then it's a little bit easier to meet somebody. Um, but then again, you know, you don't always have to go there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, like, what about the women that go in groups to gay bars because they think they're not going to be, like, you know, assaulted yeah. gay bar? which is refreshing, right? But, like, I imagine that that must also be confusing for you, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the dating life is just way too complicated. It's just... Yeah. Are you ready, Cassandra? I, I don't feel like what? we talk about relationships that much. I know in undergrad you were on the dating apps, but are you ready to get into a potential relationship i don't know maybe <laughs> that's everyone's yeah we don't know either <laughs> if it comes it comes yeah if it comes, <laughs> you've ever been in a relationship 
me know. Tell me about that. Why? <laughs> She's like, sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We are going to take a swift left turn right now. Delving <laughs> okay. into the psychological problems of ourselves <laughs> and dating life. <laughs> We're going to just make a left. And Cassandra, are you happy with I'm really into like television shows and movies and things like that. And lately there has been a positive representation of Muslim communities on television. Are you happy with the representation you've seen about the LGBTQ plus community? Or do you think there's still a lot more work that needs to be done? I think that a lot of the representation is, um, is more heteronormative i guess um so they do it to please straight people um and that's a lot of the representation that we see if you guys saw love simon love simon is kind of like that where um mm-hmm. they made they made you feel good for liking him as a character because he was gay versus <laughs> you should you should like him as a character because he's a cool kid <laughs> right period and then um in that movie they um he came out to his parents and they kind of made him feel a little bit bad for not coming out earlier because they were so liberal and they were so accepting and whatever uh-huh. and i think that that kind of representation i think that you should be more sensitive to the lgbt community when they're coming out because coming out is such a monumental part of an LGBT person's life Mm -hmm. and it's not just something you do once and then you know you're done you you got to keep doing it every time you meet someone new you have to say this is me I'm Cassandra Sofia Martinez I'm a Pisces I'm 22 and I'm a lesbian that's like one of your bullet points yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and people aren't always going to treat you nice because of that so I think that it should be more because I think what they want to do in movies like that, I think they want to make it, um, they want to make it more normalized to not have to come out to make it because mm. really coming out shouldn't happen. It shouldn't yeah. be like such a right. big deal for mm. you to, to, to say, I like the same gender and everybody's like, oh my God, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be that big of a deal. And I think that's what they're trying to do, but it comes out as a little bit insensitive. When it's a little you, tone deaf. Yeah, you you kind of diminish how scary it is to be that vulnerable to someone in a society where it's not as accepted. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me wonder, like, are these production are they even in the community or do they even have somebody who's in the community I don't know. It's just like questionable. Like, do they even have those people in there? Like, are they including them? Or are you just painting this picture that you think we want to see? Yeah, I think sometimes you can kind of tell if the if the people that are writing the the narration or whatever, um, if they're writing the story they and they're part of the the community, you can kind of tell a little bit because of how how they like handle it like love simon just felt like a 
I just keep going back to it. But it just felt like a like a gay movie for straights, you know? You know how there's usually a like a token gay best friend, right? Yeah, how- that's me right now. Yeah. <laughs> and how women are usually more comfortable with a gay man versus a gay woman. Or at least that's what yes. I've seen in TV shows. Do you feel like that's also reflected in your life? Or do you think that it's not the same? Well, I had a lot of friends growing up um, that would say, like, this was before I came out, um, that they that they would see, you know, gay men and be like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. They're gay. Oh, I love them. And then they would see a gay woman and be like, I'm kind of uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was frozen. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. That's that's something that I have experienced, but I think everybody's experienced that at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every every everybody in the LGBT community, you guys probably haven't experienced that. <laughs> Is there something you'd like to say to all the straight people that have done that or have gone through their life basically not knowing their effect and how their words can actually hurt people? Oh, is there anything you'd like to say to them, to the straight people? <laughs> As straighties. Cassandra, you don't need to be polite. Not saying you need to say something, but if there is something holding you back, you don't need to feel <laughs> This is unfiltered. Care. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was like, is Sonia like doing magic? <laughs> it just quarantine guys which is parents coming in and out but um so two straight people um I think you should just you know take a step back and see you know your words aren't very nice and you shouldn't say that because it's affecting people and that's not nice it's not easy <laughs> that's man. really bad <laughs> no but that's yeah. that's all it is isn't it not like those words have effect on people and they need yeah. to watch what they're saying. Like you can't go around not thinking words don't think happen. before you speak. Right. Like, just be aware. Do you think there's like, I don't know, is there like a show out there that you think depicts it well? Like depicts it as a normalized part of a friend, a friend group? I think that shows that just have it in the background, kind of, where you just see you know, two girls holding hands in the background. I think those are the best shows because they're not, I know Disney's doing that now a little bit where they're um, in, I think, Finding Dory. It was a movie that came out pretty like, like a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I think in Finding Dory, they had a, a lesbian couple, but it was just like in passing, you know? So you could just see like two women holding hands in the background and that's like so little but it's it means so much because it it's not like bringing all the attention to them it's just saying yeah it's part of life that's because you do see gay people out in the public sometimes be an accessory to the story they should just be living their own lives exactly Mm -hmm. yeah since we're talking about disney what are your thoughts on the complaints of parents maybe conservative parents who say that it's too early to be putting that kind of content uh, on TV shows specifically for kids? I think that if you can put straight couples in your show, 
then you can put gay couples in your show. Because you're, you're, you're putting on a sexuality no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. if you put a straight couple, then that's putting the sexuality out there. And then you're you're forcing your straight agenda onto them. And that that's something they like to say a lot. You're pushing your gay agenda. I mean, you're asking, what, like, three-year-olds if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So, like... Yeah, and you're giving, you're like... You're pushing that narrative. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving, like, infant boys shirts that say ladies, man. That's... Right. That's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I always found that so strange. Like, I don't... I don't like the whole thing that they call Hispanic, like, little boys. They're like, mi hombrecito. Oh, my little man. He has a bunch of girlfriends. Look at him. No. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how that's cute or, like, funny. I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm assuming, again, but I'm assuming that these parents wouldn't feel the same if the little boy was gay. They wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, my little man, he has so many boyfriends. They would never say that. No. Mm-hmm. No. They'd just be like, look at all his friends. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm glad that you had a good experience with your family because I know that that's not the same for a lot of people. Definitely. And it's refreshing to see like that's there are families out there that are comforting and that do accept you and take it as just another another thing that happens in the family, you know? It's just another part of you and they don't have yeah. to change you because of it. One thing I've realized in this conversation. Sorry, I haven't spoken a lot. I'm just in <laughs> awe with Cassandra, especially the last thing she said. It was just, wow, <laughs> I love you. I love you. But I think one thing, one thing I got out of this conversation is making it normal. Like you shouldn't have to, every single time you meet someone, do your bullet points. There shouldn't be a TV show that explicitly talks about these relationships these situations like you should see it and it slowly should be like a progression of like I see it I recognize it we keep moving on like it's not a big deal at this point we just need to keep moving on these are people they have feelings emotions they do everything that quote-unquote straight people do they provide for their family they get jobs they do this they do that it's not quote-unquote a bad thing nor is it like it's not a bad thing you know what I mean and we need to get into that mindset thank you for sharing your experience Cassandra you know we're always going to fangirl you you are literally your fangirls (laughs) oh I had one last question what are your hopes for the future for the community if you have any if I have any if you have any (laughs) Damn. If I have any hopes. Well, with how things are going, that's a valid question. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just hope that there's more rights granted and and they're not taken away. Um, with our current administration, he's trying to roll back on certain liberties that are have been given to to, to the LGBT community. And I think that that's taking a step back and we should be progressing going forward mm-hmm. um so that's one of my biggest hopes it'll improve the entire community for everyone you know mm-hmm. what i mean we want everyone to be 
to feel involved, to feel a part of one big community where we can achieve so much for everyone and all those that don't have a chance to speak out for their own rights. So I think it would be wonderful, all the things that you're saying, to be able to have representation and rights for the LGBTQ plus community. And then the last question before we close it off, in what ways have you become wisish since becoming part of the LGBTQ plus community? I have become wisish because I've learned about this community and I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have learned as much as I did. Did you guys know, do you guys know about the Stonewall riots? I feel like I should talk about this. The Stonewall riots? I've yes. heard of it, but can you explain for listeners? <laughs> so Stonewall was a bar in, um, in the 60s, I believe. I don't know like a lot about it, but it was, um, there was a riot because they were, I think they were trying to deny gay people from being able to go in. I believe that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so um, Marsha P. Johnson, a black trans lady, was the first person to throw a brick at one of the cops. Those riots were the like building blocks to us getting more accepted, more rights. <laughs> and I never, I never learned about that in any history class. I went to an LGBT club at FIU and they taught me all that. And then I learned about it again on the internet. Thanks, Cassandra. We really appreciate this. We've learned, I've learned a lot and I have the same hopes for you and for the LGBTQ community. I hope that you guys start getting more rights and recognition because you guys deserve it. As we wrap up this episode, we wanted to end things with the good vibes segment. This segment is where we end the episode with some words of enlightenment and positivity. Within this segment, we always like to give a shout out to a charity that relates to the topic of the episode. I was talking to Cassandra and she mentions this charity, which I think is pretty well known. But if you didn't know, the Trevor Project is a national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to the LGBTQ community who are under the age of 25. But when you go on their website, they have much more than that. They have services, they have research articles that you can read and workshops you can attend. I think this is a great resource to have in hand when you're trying to learn more about the community and trying to learn how to become an ally. So feel free to go to their website and to donate at www.thetrevorproject.org. And that concludes today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned something new. And until next time, stay wise. listening to today's episode follow us on instagram at wisish woman with an a in woman you can also email us if you have any questions or concerns at wisishwoman at gmail.com if you would like to share your questions you can always email or dm us and know that we will always keep you anonymous 
I am one of your co-hosts, Sonia Islam, alongside Gabby Galbus and Anna Vega. Thank you to the Wisish Women team, Anna Vega, Director of Socials, Gabby Galbus, Podcast Manager, and Sonia Islam, Director of Operations. Thank you.